0: The Beat Church in Pflugerville, Texas, bringing you messages of inspiration, hope, and freedom. Turn up the volume and get ready for the truth that will set you free.
1: Tompkins up. Let's give him a hand as he comes up. He's going to share today. Uh, Grab this. So Jason is sharing. Some of you guys don't know Jason, so I'm going to give a little bit of background before he shares. Uh, Jason Tompkins and the Tompkins family actually came with us to plant this church, and you haven't seen a whole lot of them because right after we got here, uh, their daughter, who was two, uh, came down with AML leukemia. And so they spent a year, mostly in the hospitals and and just in and out and chemo and all these things, basically living at the hospital, trying to fight that. And they finally got the victory after a year, praise God. And it was only a couple of weeks after that or a couple of months, I think it was only a few weeks after we celebrated the victory that she had it again and then had to have a bone marrow transplant, which she uh, amazingly got from her brother. Uh, Jacob And God came in, and they've been going the last year going through the same thing. So they've been in a family battle, fighting to win. And this last week, it's been over a year again, so they, she's now had victory again. But this last week was her final week of chemo or anything. And they're all in the backpack here. And God has delivered not once, but twice from the hand of leukemia. Amen? Let's give God a hand for that. That's amazing. And I asked Jason to share because it's Father's Day. And... Again, Jason is, a, is an incredible story of someone who came up without really that uh, good father in his background at the time, you know, really watching over his life. And to see Jason walk through this uh, with his family and to stick it out and to be a man of faith and a man of courage and to not run, to not hide, but to say, you know, this is a tough circumstance and I'm going to buckle down. I'm going to stay with my family. I'm going to lead and provide and care for them. Man, what an inspiration. It's a beautiful thing. We need more dads like that. So I asked Jason if he would come and share about his experience walking through that and how the good Father, our Father God, has been with him through that journey. And so I'm going to turn it over to Jason and take it away, man.
0: All right, thank you. Uh, Get a drink of water. Uh, Very excited to be here just to share the goodness of God, our Father. Um, And as we You know, we're coming to this celebration again. Um, I have to just admit uh, that there was a little fear that crept in because the last time we celebrated, um, you know, it came back. Uh, But we're going to talk about that today um, because uh, things happen in life, right? We live in a fallen world, and because we do, right, things are around us, and it's not perfect. There's struggles around us. um, And so uh, it's exciting to be here and share because... uh, It is Father's Day. Uh, It's been a tough battle as a father over the last couple years. I was a single father. My wife was a single mother um, as we did hospital duty and home duty. Um, And as I look around this room, I do see many great fathers. Uh, Many of you are inspiration to me. It's very inspiring watching your kids follow the Lord, Kyle, and get baptized this morning. That's amazing. Um, But many of us didn't, you know, some of us didn't have fathers growing up, some of us did. Some of us had what we might call good fathers. Some of us might have what we call bad fathers. But what I'll say is all fathers make mistakes. Would you agree, fathers? Except for our good, good father. He doesn't make mistakes. And uh, he gave us um, many scriptures, many things to hold on to, many things to believe. And uh, one of the things that held dear to my heart and I had to actually put it back into application, was a very simple verse in Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not under your own understanding. Right, your own understanding. Sometimes we won't understand things, but if in all our ways we acknowledge him, he will set our paths straight, right? Because it can be so easy to go, this way, and this way, and this way, and this way, when your mind is uh, spinning. Um, again, we live in a fallen world, and, and, and so life is going to be happening all around us. Um, when, when Eliana first came down with leukemia, you know, uh, I remember going into the doctors, and she had had like a 104 degree fever, 105 even at one point. And we went in, and I just knew something was wrong, but I was like, no, it's just like a cold, it's just a... Uh, pneumonia. That's what the doctor said. It's just something else, right? And they wanted to test her for leukemia. And um, I remember Andy and Carrie was there. And uh, you know, I'm not believing that. No, it's not leukemia. I'm not claiming that. Not going to happen. Not, not, not. And then they're like, it's leukemia. And I remember that moment. I was driving my boys and Jackson Elliot in the car. We're going to go get some Froyo. And I got the call because Alicia was there and Carrie was there with her. And it was. And I'm like, no, there's a mistake. There's a mistake, right? My God would not allow that to happen. Um, but, but we got to stop and not, not think about my God would not allow that to happen because we live in a fallen world. It happened. he said, there will be troubles. In John 16, 33, right, these things I have spoken to you so that in me, You may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. But take courage, I have overcome the world. So here you see, in the world, you may have tribulation, you will. In me, you will have peace. So going through this, I knew, I already knew this wasn't from God. This was not from God. And once we finally saw the results and it's happening, I knew God's going to get us through this. I don't know how. Like, how do you how do you get through life? All of us have encountered struggles, troubles, tribulations in life, right? And how do you? uh, Sometimes we handle it well. Sometimes it's tough. We're going to talk a little bit about David here in a minute, and we're going to get into you know a man after God's own heart, right? Someone that we can look up to that's inspiring. We hear his stories, but we we're going to read some of the struggles he went through in his mind. In talking to God, the realness that he shared. And so, again, in the world, you may have tribulations. But in him, you will have peace. And that, that, that is our good, good father right there. You can come to him. You can be real in the midst of those situations. So, um, we have only one hope. We have only one hope. And it's not in the outcome of the circumstance. It's not in what we expect to happen, what we expect to get out of it or, or for the outcome to be. But it's in the overcomer. It's in the one who already overcame the world, and our peace is found in him. So I'm just gonna read a little story of, uh, of David here. Um, Sorry, it's been a while since I've been up talking. Um, In fact, I'm just going to back up a little bit. Because in Proverbs 3, 5, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And because he said there will be troubles, God your father wants to prepare you for real life. And that's what he does, right? That's what any father does. We want to prepare our children for real life. We want to raise them up in the way they should go, right? We want to teach them about life's struggles, about real life things that may come their way. And we want to help direct them and, and, and guide them away from the wrong choices, right? Into right choices, into, into God's goodness, right? Into God's love. And uh, I believe God prepared us through scripture to handle these things, right? He said in uh, Joshua 1.9, have I not commanded you... Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Why do you think he commanded that, right? They were seeing giants. They had these big things in their life, right? There were struggles coming their way. They, they were hungry sometimes. They're like, where are we going to get it, you know? Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Basically, he's saying be strong and courageous because big things are going to come your way. Be ready for them and trust in me. Have, find your peace in me when they do come your way. It's not always easy. In Deuteronomy 31, 6, it says, Be strong and courageous. Again, do not be afraid or tremble at them. These big giants, these leukemias, the rent being due, uh, the loss of a job, the car breaking down, uh, the loss of a business, uh, sickness, any of that. Right? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or tremble at them. For the Lord, your God, is the one who goes with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Now, I go to the part where we have only one hope. And there came a point during the second time of, of Eliana's leukemia of her fighting it, I don't want to say Eliana's leukemia, but of her fighting leukemia again, that I had to relinquish all control. I couldn't, I couldn't, I didn't know what was going to happen. I believe, believe me, we, we all believe, right, healing is coming. Healing is going to happen. There's a reality that many people, let me, let me rephrase that, there's a reality that people do go on to be with the Father. And so in my head, I had to balance those two things, right? And I had to, I, I had to make myself okay with those two things because they both are okay. They would be okay. But that's a tough place to be as a father, right? And I'm still trying to work, do business. My wife's not there to make me lunch, to find my car keys. Which, by the way, this morning, we all crammed into our little car because I couldn't find my car keys. <laughs> so thank you, kids. They all had great attitudes. Um... But it was, it was a tough mind battle, right? And the only thing I could do, the only thing I could do is like, Jesus, please, please help my mind. Put my mind on Jesus. Jesus, please give me peace in this moment. At one point, I even went and bought a piano. I don't play the piano, but I started playing the piano. piano. No, Donnie, I cannot play the piano. But <laughs> everything I do on the piano, I just make it simple. I, I, uh, I, I What's it called when you bridge on a piano? Piano person. Anyways, I just, I tune it down so I play everything in the key of C. Thank you. Transpose. That's the button it's called. Transpose. But, and that became one of my spots. To go to God as my hope. Into worship. And I just started playing every song I could, right? Transpose it down. Play it. Sounded great to me, to God. And and, and that's where I started finding a lot more peace in there. Because, like, again... I'm all alone at the home. We're in the middle of COVID. You can't go anywhere, right? I remember when I got the piano, I wiped it off with sanitizer. It was used. I'm like, oh, and I just played and sung, played and sung. So that hope is not in the outcome. It's in the overcomer, okay? Because I knew that whatever happened, it was going to be okay, right? Healing happens. That's great. My daughter's home. Our family's back together. We get to enjoy her some more. She goes on to be with heaven God's going to come in and help us mourn. He's going to help us heal from that. He's going to build through that, in us through that. And so now when we look at David a little bit, we see David again, after man, man after God's own heart. And we know he did some mighty things. And we know God went before him. We know God sent him. We know God helped him win battles, right? Right? We like winning battles. And none of those battles, God did not send him into any of those battles where it looked normal. There was always something different about it, right? Take, take one man and go do this against 300 men. I think it was different than that, right? Um, but Samuel 23, 26 through 28. This is a moment where Saul had been chasing David. And Saul chased him. I believe, I was reading on it maybe for around eight years, right? David had to wander and hide and run and fight and and hide and take refuge in God, right? Look for strength, hungry, broken. Saul went on on one side of the mountain, and David and his men on the other side of the mountain. And David was hurrying to get away from Saul. For Saul and his men were surrounding David and his men to seize them. But a messenger, but a messenger came to Saul saying, "Hurry and come, for the Philistines have made a rain on the land." So Saul returned from pursuing David, and went to meet the Philistines. Therefore, they called that place the Rock of Escape. David, like, like was able to get away at that moment. Right? God brought help. God brought help. It might have looked different than what he was expecting. Is is this time, am I going to defeat them? Like, what's going to go on? Right? But it happened a little differently. I want to read a little bit through Psalm 22. Because in Psalm 22, it's David during that moment. It's David kind of talking about what he was going through internally. Because I think we could all agree here, it's not always just praise Jesus. It might be a moment like... I, I, I can't, how do I believe? Like, like, what do I do? Verse number one from David. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He, he, he's like, ah, they're surrounding me. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Far from my deliverance are the words of my groaning. But yet he's still groaning. He's talking to God. He's being real with God. He's telling God how he feels. God knows his heart. God wants that. He wants to know that this is tough. He wants to know how you feel. Share it with God. Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. And by night, I have no rest. Now, as we're going to go through a little bit of Psalm 22 here, we're going to see how David goes from weak and feeling defeated and feeling overwhelmed into remembering and into remembering all that God has done throughout the past for him, for his fathers, the men before them. Verse 4 and 5. In you our fathers trusted. They trusted you and delivered them. And you delivered them. To you they cried out and were delivered. In you they trusted and were not disappointed. Verse 8. Commit yourself to the Lord. He's telling himself. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him. Because he delights in him. God delights in you. He's for you. He is your good, good father. He has every provision for you. He has protection for you. Comfort. Believe me, I remember the, the very first time and like the first night, I cried. I just wanted to be held by God. Like I just, like I couldn't hold my wife at that moment. She's at the hospital. I'm with the kids. Like I just wanted to be held. And I believe he did. I believe he came and brought comfort. Okay, because I believe when we cry out to our father, he does. He comes and he brings it, he gives it. It's not, not in that humanly form, but although he can through others, right? Hugs from others felt so great. Here's David again. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue cleaves to my jaws, and you lay me in the dust of death. Right in the middle of this battle, in the middle of this hiding, in the middle of like... What is going on? He feels like this. Have you ever felt like that? I have. Don't stay like that. Talk to God about that. You who fear the Lord praise him. This is verse 23. so we're fast forwarding it. Because I want you to see like how he felt. How he was real with God. He told God how he was feeling. He remembered all, of, all what God has done. And it turns into praise. You who fear the Lord praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, glorify him and stand in all of him, all you descendants of Israel. Verse 26 and 27, the afflicted will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him, that's why I started playing the piano. I had to, right? Because when we were here, I mean, this is COVID this last time, so I didn't get to go to church for a long time, right? Many of us didn't. And I remember worshiping with the drums and worshiping every Sunday. There's just something about worshiping together and worshiping with your hands. If you're a drummer, and we got a drummer, like, when your hands are going, like, your body's, you're just worshiping Jesus, right? That's amazing. And uh, so I got the piano, and I had to, and I had to praise the Lord, and I had to make myself do it. Because if I didn't, I'm sitting there all alone in a quiet home in the middle of COVID. I got my kids, right? And, you know, we're probably playing some video games, and we're quarantining like they say but I'm alone other than Jesus. Let your heart live forever. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord and all the families of the nations will worship before you. And uh, that's kind of where we'll end David's little story there, but I want to say we go through most of those same feelings David did, right? Right? where are you God David was hungry we run on empty sometimes right he was in pain we have hurts and pains he was surrounded have you ever felt surrounded I know when I'm reading like David like talking about being surrounded I'm talking about like back you know at at times in my life oh the rent it's coming I ain't got the money yet I feel surrounded oh where's it gonna come from A lot of times I go into my own mind like, how can I do this, God? No, talk to God about this. God help. And it's not, correct me if I say the wrong thing, he might not bring rent right then, right? But he's going to carry you through it. It's not going to be the end of the world. It just isn't. But God brought, David, God brings us through each moment. I wrote this down. He didn't always take them away. I think I just said that. He didn't always take the situations or take the things away, but he always took care of his son. He's a good, good father. Um, there was a good turning point in this last bout because, uh, I'll be honest, guys, going into it, I was like, ah, second time? Like, AML is a beast. I stayed. By the way, I stayed away from Google. I didn't read a bunch of Google stuff. The first time, the second time, because you know what? It'll tell you all sorts of bad stuff. You just don't want to hear. It's not truth. I'm sure it happens, but it doesn't always happen. I, don't wanted to, I wanted to stay away from that. But going into it, still, it was tough because I'm like, what is going to happen? She didn't, she didn't really get that sick during the last time. This time they say she's going to get really sick. She had a bone marrow transplant. And she did. She got really sick. And I couldn't be there because of COVID. Like most of the time, I couldn't be at the hospital because of COVID, um, But, you know, she lost all her hair. Like, and it was, like, stringy. Right? And she had this beautiful... Oh. We took those pictures right after we found out, I think, right? Yeah, she had that beautiful blonde hair. And it all just came out, and it came out into that top right one. But even worse, and she got so pale. And she stopped eating. She stopped smiling. Have you all ever seen Eliana not smile? For three weeks or so, she didn't smile. And the turning point... That got me from thinking like, well, maybe, maybe she'll be healed. And, and I believe she would. Believe that, guys. I believe she would. But if she goes, I'm okay. But the turning point was, oh, I remember. I got to come to the hospital, and she hadn't smiled in weeks. And uh, I remember I got to get the first smile out of her. And it was like a And like a glimpse of maybe wanting to play with a toy, and then back to, I'm tired, I'm weak, I'm I'm struggling. And... Then the second turning point, like a day or two later, was uh, she hadn't eaten in like three weeks, and I started talking to her about food, and I'm like, hey, you want me to make you some spaghetti at all? She's like, yeah, can you make me spaghetti tomorrow? I'm like, sweet. So I go home, and I make to this apartment we were staying in in San Antonio, and I make this really good spaghetti, and I bring it to her, and I'm not expecting her to eat it. And she took a couple bites of it, like first food in forever. So I see this turning point, Right? you will see a turning point. Keep your eyes on God. Keep praising God. Keep, keep worshiping the, your Father who is going to carry you through these moments. As a father and a mother, this was hard. But at the same time, it also built us, grew in us, um, helped me to become even a more uh, in-the-moment Father. Right? I'm here, boys. I'm here. Um. Intimacy with God, the Father, brings trust and dependability no matter the outcome. Um, When you stay intimate, when you stay deep and you stay leaned into God, you will be prepared and directed on the next move. Um, God is working something deeper in all of us through our struggles. Dependability, trust, something for others to grab hold of and see, right? See, like we, have, we get to watch David, we get to watch Paul, we get to watch all these men and women, Ruth, right? Go through crazy, crazy, crazy situations, And the outcome was always closer with the Father, closer with Jesus, right? It will be tough at times. Um, Do not lose hope. Do not lose hope. Um, You know, I've been there before. (laughs) I think just uh, last year in February, I think uh, we were like, two months late on our rent, right? And it's like, geez, but it's coming. It's coming. I was a realtor. I still am a realtor. It's coming. The check is coming. And uh, part of me stopped trusting in me to provide it like I had to. I was like, I, I can't pull it out of nowhere. I've tried. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. God says, okay, I, oh, you're ready to stop depending on yourself? Okay. I got you. Let's do this. And it was taken care of, but um, this, the story of Eliana, the story of her getting through leukemia, the story of our family, the story of David, the story of, uh, you know, any other person that you've seen gone through stuff and handle it well with God or handle it unwell, right? Why have you forsaken me, right? That's not unwell. That's just being real. That is for all of us. Um... Psalm 27, 13, and 14. This is David, right? And this is something I believe he really held to. I certainly believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He didn't know how he was going to get there. He didn't know what it was going to look like. He did not know what other bumps would be on the journey. He didn't know how many other times he would get cornered. Have to hide in a cave, run, fear for his life. How many times do you have to be on his knees calling out to God, like really in a deep way? Here's the rest of it. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. And uh, very excited. Um, Eliana is doing well, very well, Uh, 100% of her bone marrow is her brothers, Um, her numbers all look great, Uh, yeah, amen, amen, Uh, she's been out of the hospital since like July of last year and they've been home since around September of last year and uh, it's starting to feel like family again and, you know, we're able to start coming out of the, uh, like, like, oh, is there a transition coming, no, no, jump all in, right? So um, let me pray, uh, and and that's the end of what I have to say today. just want to encourage you guys. Um, My father, I, I drew so much closer to him throughout this time. I think COVID even helped with that. The only thing I could draw close to really was God. And so I encourage you, hit your knees daily. Don't just hit it when the big things come. Hit it daily. That way, like, that language has already started with God, Right? So, Lord, God, I do thank you for Eliana and, and, and her overcoming leukemia. I thank you for many of my battles. God, I thank you for the battles and struggles, God, that you do prepare us for, that you do have victory for us in. God, that you are the overcomer in. God, I just thank you, uh, God, that you, that you do bring peace, that we can trust in you, confide in you, and we can be real with you when we're hurting. When we're broken, when, we're, when we don't know what to do, when we've made a mistake, God, you're there for us, God, and you will always be there for us, and I, I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. All right, I'm going to keep Jason up here. Thank you, Jason. Um, Alicia's going to come up for just a minute and share, it's from her heart as a mom. You know, a lot of you guys have helped them along the way through this, and uh, supported them, and... She's gonna bring Ellie up with her, and you know God's been good. God's been good over and over. To she's got her whole superhero outfit on, or what's going on? Nobody can see you. Come
2: here, honey. Want me to
1: hold you? All right, here you go, Lisa. Oh,
2: thank you, Andy. Thank you, Andy. Hey, good morning, y'all. That that light is like right in my eyes. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Try to move, but probably not. <laughs> um, um, it's good to be up here this morning, just for a, to f- to share a few minutes. But I um I wanted to share kind of the things that carried me through our journey with Eliana, um in the midst of the whole thing, and uh and there's so many things that goes into it, and so many things that carried me through, but. The, and so many people that added into that journey, you know, but the main things that I will say carried me through as I was in the hospital with her was number one, um, worship music. I It was, you know, and when she first diagnosed, Andy and you all put, some of you guys put worship songs together that Andy put on an iPad, or an iPod touch that I just had continually through the hospital room every day. And it just brought the presence of the Lord into the room and, and just ministered to me. And not only me, like, I had nurses tell me, your room is just so much different than everyone else's, and there was just a peace there. Um, even on those really hard days, you know, whatever that day brought, because there was really hard days, and um, God just really spoke to me through that music, and I just held on to it. Each day, and those verses that that in the worship music, um, it just really carried me. That was one thing that really helped. Um, and uh, number two was really just the hope of Jesus. You know, when we uh, man that light, <laughs> um, I. Um, When you walk any journey, you know, thank you. When you walk any journey, no matter what it is, how hard it is, um, there's so many different pieces that go into it. And finding something that you can carry on to and that God can, like, work in you through. And it was just the hope of Jesus that carried me every day, knowing that even those hard days when I'm, like, and... And there was really, there were some hard days that during transplant that I just sat on her bed and I, when she looked lifeless and helpless and no energy and no smiles and rashes and, and every pain that she was going through, I felt hopeless. Um, but I had to grasp back to, you know, God didn't bring us here for us to lose our daughter in the midst of it. And I had to really hang on to that um and so just that that hope that in christ that he loves us and he wants what's best for us and he cares for us and leukemia wasn't him you know but obviously he walked us through it mm-hmm. um so that
0: verses on the wall really helped
2: yeah and for it so nehemiah for the joy of your Lord, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. That's Eliana's Bible verse that when she was, we, we dedicated it right before she got sick the very first time when she was two. And Andy gave her, that was her Bible verse. And Jenna and I think Alicia or Krista put together this beautiful rainbow um, poster that is, it's upstairs in our, in our um loft now but it's been in every hospital room that she's been in and um and that's carried me like as well um because that was you know a piece of that was such a piece of the journey um and then I also had other bible verses around the room that I would just cling to um and so yeah to put everything in a nutshell I would but there's but there's so much. There's, there's so, so much. But, um, And that third thing I would say is um, when we started this journey with Eliana while I was in the hospital the first time, I said to the Lord, I, I don't want this to just be about our daughter. <laughs> I want you to do something through it. Um, and I didn't know what that meant. Like, I didn't know how that was going to be, like how it looked. Like, um. But so I would, when she would sleep, her nurses would let me go out and run, and I, I would go run, and I would, it it, it gave me that, that next moment, like that refresh, that regroup to whether it was crying, screaming, or praying, whatever that day brought, um, to regroup and be ready for that next moment, whatever that moment was, Um, And then in the midst of that, the Lord would put people on my heart when I was running. And I typically, I would run from the hospital through the little downtown area.
0: To Dallas and back.
2: (laughs) Right. In 30 minutes. Um, That area down by Dell. And I'd end up down by Mueller. I'd run around Mueller Park, that lake down there. And the Lord would say, I want you to go talk to that person or I want you to go pray for that person, and and I'm like, are you crazy? That person's all the way in the big field, like at a picnic table. They're gonna think I'm this crazy chick. Like, what do you mean? Um, but I and I was that obedience, like, and it was hard. It took me a while to be like, is this my own thoughts or is this really your thoughts, Lord? And um, so I would I would listen and I would. I would, pretty much every day, every day that I went out and run, I would find someone that the Lord said, I want you to go pray for. And no matter, and it may have been a person that was just maybe having a tough day, or it may have been a person that was walking in a cancer diagnosis himself, or their family was in shambles, or they needed to make a big financial decision. Um, so, and that, that piece of it, when I was able to, connect with someone else and pray for someone else and love on someone else and put aside no matter how hard of a day or a week we've had in the hospital I was able to love on someone else and bring hope to them no matter what their day was walking and there may have and there was those times like I would go up to someone and like oh no I don't need you to pray for me I don't want you to pray for me just get away you know (laughs) and I'm like oh okay um was that me, Lord, or was that you, you know, and so as you walk away, you just, you just pray for them, um, but, uh, so those things carried me, mm-hmm. um, and there's so much more, <laughs> but those things carried me so much, um, and, uh, yeah, um, but praise the Lord! She she finished. We've been doing chemo for a year, like maintenance chemo, and she had her last year of chemo on Friday. Um, so, which is so big, so so big, um, and she gave all her nurses hugs and loved on them. And you know, she it chemo's chemo. It's it was a light dose of chemo, but it's still chemo, and she's been doing it. You know, so that celebration is huge, but also. It's hard because there's other... One thing that I I never forget is there's so many other kids that walk it and that are still walking it and are still fighting. And we've lost a handful of friends in this journey um, and that we've met through it. And um, that's a piece that breaks me so deep. So we are so thankful that she's healthy and she's doing good. It's such a blessing. Um, for... Y'all that we don't even really know um, because we haven't yeah. been here this whole, like, around, really, um, uh-huh. the last couple of years. But, um, but yeah, yeah. so, there you go. yeah, thanks. Right.
1: Amen. Thank you, Alicia. Let's, let's stretch our hands out, and uh, we're going to pray and just really just believe with them, right, for God took <laughs> them through all these things, you know, and led them through to victory, and we believe that God works all things together for good, Amen. right, for those that love him and are called according to his purpose. Maybe you're going through a struggle, you know, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. They've shared today how God has brought them through some really difficult things, and both of them shared a couple things in common, worship, right, they went and worshiped the Lord not once things were better, but they worshiped the Lord when they were going through the difficulty, right, that's a lesson to take from this, Maybe you're going through difficulty, worship now. Just worship now. You don't have to worship just because you've already finished and won. You can worship because God is good. And because of faith, you're believing and going forward. Rooting down in the word and really letting God's word be their foundation. And both cases, talking about, about reaching out and trying to serve others, taking some of the focus off of themselves and saying, you know, Lord, how can you minister through me? And that helped them. So both of them experienced that same thing. And let that be just a word to you. If you're going through a struggle, that God is good. You can worship him. You can find strength in his word, and God wants to use you to serve others, and that that's part of your victory. Amen? All right, Father, we just lift up the Tompkins right now. God, we thank you, Lord, for the victory. God, we thank you, Lord, that not only did they beat this once together, Lord, with you and with us as a family, Lord, and in their own family, Lord, and Ellie, but God, you took them through to not only win once, Lord, but just to make the point to win twice. God, just that you are the ultimate victor. Lord, we thank you for it. God, we thank you for the hope and the future that you have for their family. Lord, that you have a great destiny for them, Lord, for Eliana, Lord, for God, each person, God, and that you are going to work powerfully both in and through them. We thank you that you are a good father in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. All right. Uh, we have a song coming up. Just sit here just for a minute and let this song play before you walk out. And just listen, this is just a song of Good, Good Father. The whole point here is it's Father's Day, man. Thank you to all you amazing dads. And there's a, we do have a special treat across the hallway to try to make it all the way through the hallway into the fellowship room uh, for that. Uh, But just let this song minister to you for a minute because as we, as much as we want to be great dads, and there's a lot of great dads in here, we all have one father that loves us all deeply. And if you can have anything today that you leave with, just leave with the fact that our father in heaven, sees you, he knows you, he loves you, and that you're not alone. Amen.